I just realized my cat is locked in the room with me. Anyway, welcome to the He Hate Him's podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I heard movement like going on over here. Um, like, hmm? I see what you've done. <laughs> you do not realize what you have unleashed. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Let them yell in comments. It's James. No, it's Luna. It's the, it's the, the Siamese. Um, it's James with the Key Items Podcast. You're a local Southern Fried Podcast right here in Georgia. Where we're giving you everything geek, unique, and chic for your week at the peak of the heat. Because it's summer. And it's hot. Uh, yeah, I, I hate too, summer so much. Too hot. I hate summer. People, people who tell me they like summer, I think they say it. Because they like to be contrarians. No, no. See, they say they like summer while they're blasting their AC right, in the right? room. You don't like fucking summer. You like the idea of not winter, but you don't like the heat. In like, they like the things that come with summer, like right? Maybe taking vacation or being able to swim. They don't vacation, like summer. More they, don't, they like the, the they like summer to them is not the th- the per- the friend that they like. Summer is the one that has the cool stuff and, yes. or other friends that they want to hang out with. It's also that <laughs> they have to invite Summer over. It's also it's also I like to think of it this way. It's also that school mindset, you know, because when you're in school, at least in American school, like um, you have summer vacation. And so when you grow up and you're an adult, because I usually hear from adults and they go, I love summertime. And it's like you why are you not working like you know, like what are you doing like there's not it's not a break you, like you get what i mean but it's it's hot i hate summer i hate it there's nothing good from it insects thrive people populate more somehow like just which is more people people just multiply just multiply they get hot and they melt and form into two people exactly <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know human beings were like that. They're like flans in Final Fantasy. Mitosis. Yeah. Mitosis, yes. Um, But yeah. Real life slimes. (laughs) But yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome to our episode for the week. We did a small topic change, actually. I, I, full disclosure, thought Dustin would still be on vacay. Um, But he's back, so... So I have been absent for all the streams this week. So we have some stuff. Yeah, it's been it's been me holding the fort. It's been going pretty all right. Except that I'll admit, I'm not streaming Okami no more. Um, what happened? You're nothing. Stuck. Nothing at all. I just forgot how much talking Okami does. Oh yeah, it's very talky. It's so talky. It's charming. It's great. It's fun. I recommend everyone play it. It's not for the viewing pleasure of other people. Um, unless you just want to like, unless you just really want to sit down and like watch someone else really want to watch them. It's like a, it's like a long play. Yeah. It's Mm. a long, yeah. It's like, I, if people want me to keep playing it, I will play it and barely comment. I'll just mute my mic and just play and you can just watch. Like, I know there's people who want that. So like, you know, um, but anyway, yeah, um, been a pretty cool week. 
Um, I don't think our scheduling will change at all. I have some new developments in my personal life, um, which are good developments, but they won't affect my afternoons or my weekends, which is good. Um, so yeah, anyway, you don't care about my personal life. You care about shit that's been going on. Today's going to be a good fun episode. Um, I'll introduce you to the folks. He is the quiet but gentle headmaster of a flying high school. It's Dustin. <laughs> it's not a flying high school until it was like disc two at least. Shh. <laughs> and, and um he is the cocksure Overly precise, but then gets nervous and things kind of go wrong. Gunsman. It's Arnold. Hello. And I. I am the teacher with the whip. <laughs> because that's a thing. A <laughs> little, little bit interesting decision there. Um <laughs> Design-wise, the character. When I when I literally said it out loud, this was the first time in my life I realized that Quittus... It's Quittus, right? Yeah, Quistus. 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 There's an extra S in there for some reason, because Final Fantasy. Quistus is a teacher with a whip. Yep. Yep. And she even she has is sexy clear, library right. glasses she at is, some point. She's designed in a Bayonetta dominatrix mm-hmm. style yep. Yep. and she kind of has a, a thing with some of the students now in the overall stuff she's only two years older than them i think if, if that if that but she's still in a professional it's, like um power position violation yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's i will get into it um but anyway um yeah welcome everybody um, I do want to thank everyone again for coming into our stream. Streaming has been doing very well, both when everyone's there and when it's just me there. Um, you guys seem to be enjoying most of the games we're doing, enjoying all that stuff. Um, and I'm hoping at one point down the line, grab ourselves a capture card. I have so many games I can play once we have a capture card um, and whatnot. And yeah, we'll be streaming this Saturday, the day we're recording it. So you probably have already seen it. Um, Dark Deity, once again. Excuse me. But anyway, um, let's go ahead. Let's just jump into our next issues. Next issues is part of the podcast where we talk about the news of the gaming world and things of that nature, what's been happening in the nerd community, blah, 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 blah. I'm actually going to throw it over to Dustin first um, and let him tell us what he has for news. Um, Shaman King is out on Netflix. I watched an episode! Yeah, I figured you probably would. If you hadn't yet, I knew you would be soon. Uh, I have not yet. I'm buying on some stuff. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to watch some things when I actually get sort of some work stuff settled down um yeah i'll speak more about it in my patch notes but yeah i watched it i watched a little bit 
Um, <clears throat> let's see. There was a bleach one shot, which I will talk more about in my patch notes. I am curious. Um, without it's, without too much spoilers on this, yeah. Going to lay out some stuff. Seventy um, pages long, apparently. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's a long one shot. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Which is funny because I have something to say about that too. Okay. Good, anyway. Okay, okay. Um, it's very Kubo in, in its length, and I'll talk about what I mean by that in a little oh, bit. No. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> Go um, all right, but uh, apparently there's a Eureka 7 movie. I didn't realize this. It was just sort of popped up on my feed. Huh. Yeah, there's actually several. There's like three, and this is the third one coming out. Um, I knew there was I one. I didn't know they were still yeah, making it. It's like it. a trilogy. I did not know they that. They still it's got an interesting an robot series. Yeah, yeah it's... Eureka's, it's a very odd series. It's a series I've always wanted to enjoy, but I have never been able to get past like the first episode or two. Yeah, it's sort of slow. Yeah. It's got airboarding robots, too. Yeah, like it's a cool... They fly, but specifically they fly on like snowboards. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very that early 2000s that we keep talking about, that extreme sports stuff. Um, yeah, okay, I didn't know that. They're, Every year I get rekindled about Eureka 7. I try again. I always fail. But. I always fail. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is back because it's August now. So mm. he's back. He's, he's recovered, I guess. That's um, good. I hope. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, that's good to hear. Um, what's a little odd is, so this is something that kind of flew under my radar initially. So a lot of people, you know, were a little salty about Netflix's um, decision to like redub evangelion with like new voice actors right yeah um so for some reason in the world the wild world of let's bid on other people's stuff so that we can decide who gets to like sell it to people um so so strange um (laughs) amazon has the rights to the movies right yes Okay. Um, they no, they redubbed haven't. it with the original cast, which is really an interesting decision on Amazon's part. But you can tell they're like trying to get that market that was mad about the redub. Yes, mm-hmm. trying to get the older market. I I don't really care much. Right. For movies. They've got right. some nice changes. They look nice. Um, some of the designs updates are, are kind of cool. Um, there's some weird plot decisions. It's that. It's good popcorn watching. Yeah, it is. Like, it's, it's enjoyable not... in a sense of like fun to watch and i agree with what dustin is saying like i agree completely like the story stuff is garbage honestly like it's real bad but like if you just want to watch the robots fight it's fine yeah it's got a lot it seems to have a little more of a leaning that way too Mm -hmm. they seem to lean on all the really it seems a little bit like it's almost like the creator was sort of in this mindset of like now that I'm not as depressed, right? I want to make more robot fights because robot fights are fun. It's also <laughs> it seems like they're leaning heavily into the memes and the shippings that the community yeah, has made over the years. There's some of that going on, as opposed to actually genuinely trying to make their own world and story. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Feels so like there's leaning into some of the fan in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. Other news. Um, Terraformars is something I didn't realize is still running. It's sort of a weird series. Really? It's a very dark series. Um, but apparently the guy who's working on it, it hasn't been running for a while, but it's on high it's been a hiatus since like 2019. Right. Um okay. apparently the author has like a health has health issues, but he's a, he's like saying, I will come back to it soon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Terraformers is weird. It I've really read a, chunk, a large strange. chunk of it. I'm gonna watch a really dark anime about killer roaches. There you go. It's strange. Oh, that's it's, that roach one. Yeah, yeah. it's. I roach mentioned one? it. Okay. I mentioned it like um, maybe last year, 
Yeah, uh, I remember James bringing it up initially, and I was like, "What is this?" And, I watched, and there's like a live action movie too, which is so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> I can understand why it's popular. I don't think I wonder why it's popular, but it's I can't. I don't know if it's good or not. Yeah, it, if it has a little bit, it's a very different vibe, but it has a little bit of the vibe of like Attack on Titan, where it's yes. like they may all just die horribly. That may be what happens in this next chapter. And generally, most of them do. And it is, I will at least t- be able to say you actually don't know who will live generally uh, most of the time. Because, mm-hmm. and slight spoiler, at the v- very beginning, almost, I think they send two missions up to Mars. Right. And the first mission is the first group of characters, and I mm-hmm. think all of them die. Wow. Maybe okay. one one or two lives. And then they send the next group, but then the the roaches have adapted. It's the enemy is too strong. And it's <laughs> is it not like, is fun. it like the final season of Hunter X Hunter with the Bucks? Uh, yeah. Except except this. You know how it took a quarter of that season to get to P2 and you, um, you, you be, I think you be the red one. Um, yeah. you know, all the little, the, the, the Royal guard, the very mm-hmm. powerful Royal guard, you know, I took a little bit long to get there. Yeah. Imagine that the roaches are the Royal guard pretty much four chapters in. Ah, and then they just get stronger from there. Like every yeah. roach it is feels like, feels very much like a horror manga. Which yes. Is weird because it's like an, Action it's actually an action sort of shonen y vibes about like kind of it's definitely a scene and it's definitely dark and horror but the horror gets to the point where it's like so why do they just not like nuke it why do they not just <laughs> like, not crack sure, no. the plant more open and let it explode right roaches <laughs> can live nukes actually i don't know if that's true or well not. these roaches can't i mean they can they can they can definitely live through anything. And the way the roaches developed was stupid. So <laughs> Dustin brought this up and now mm-hmm. I'm talking about it. The um they put moss down on the planet. Mm-hmm. So the moss grew and the roaches had so a like steady terraform form. Mars, right? Yes, the terraform Mars. And then they put roaches there because they were Hence uh, the title. Yeah. And they put like the roaches there because they kinda like will help out with the 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 growth and development of that because it's a living species there well apparently because the roaches had the roaches had no predators or anything else they evolved into superhumans like, that's not how evolution works in <laughs> no they, what's supposed to happen is you get there and they're like the top of the food chain on mars but they're not adapted for anything off of mars like, here's here's a killer like, thing about like it. penguins don't have main predators on land you don't see them fucking buck wild on land here's the killer thing is that they look like humanoid primates which um, also does not make any sense which doesn't make sense but also the reason they kill the humans is because they <laughs> And the manga does this. They actually show this. They have an innate hate of humans because we used to squish them. So it's like in their memory to kill humans. But these roaches weren't squished though. So how? And it even shows, it even shows like a human's foot crushed a roach. And so 
clearly the solution to this is just to build a giant robot and just step on them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really, really funny. And so Look, then... It just sounds like we need a bigger bottle it, of spray. It, and the thing is, is that the a humans are each given mutagens that turn them into some form of super bug human. Anything that's not a roach. So they have hornet people, they have grasshopper people, they have praia mantis people, and they I'm all... Fuck- Oh, bro, how does the prey mantis lose to a roach? Okay, that's the thing. This is the part that I started getting upset with with the, the, the show, is that the roaches are just adaptable as shit, which is true of roaches in real life, but they adapt on the fly. Literally should, sometimes. Some of the them fly. should die, and then later <laughs> they adapt. So, yeah, some of, so, so some of them do. So when they go to the next mission, but the problem is, is that this is where the horror aspect comes from. It's like they... they they're torturing the humans to extract their stuff to get the mm. bug powers. It gets freaky and it, it is nightmare fuel. I'll admit to like having read a good bit and been like, okay, not only do I not like the roaches, right? Like not, not only do I not like the, it's up there with um, Uzumaki in my opinion mm. for a form of okay. like this existential horror that you cannot beat, but it's at least in this, I guess it's more physical. Like, if you can right. hit the roach, and some of the roaches do die, but they just keep coming back. Right. Um, I say, yeah, it's it's for some people. Um, it's not <laughs> yeah, even, it's not for me. Uh, yeah, Arnold, don't read it. But I think Dustin would like it. I kind of didn't hate it. It just it feels the nightmare, so I can't keep right. going. But it's pretty... All I could think of when this is where my mind goes, all I could think of was Saitama hitting a roach man with a newspaper because it's a roach. <laughs> yeah, now this is one of those crossovers that I would enjoy. They drop Saitama down because I'm like, Saitama, please kill them all. <laughs> Saitama's like, why are there roaches on this fucking planet? <laughs> he's, just, he's just going around with a newspaper like, ah! <laughs> They're like, we're, we're trying to adapt. <laughs> <laughs> we can't adapt to this. <laughs> he's like, why are y'all on my food? <laughs> But yeah, but okay. Sorry, Dustin. That 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 excited a conversation in me. Um, but go ahead. All right. Um, apparently, there's a sort of a tribute chapter to Berserk that is released. Mm. Um, just sort of like a sort of a tribute to uh, Miura. Mm-hmm. Um, did hear about that? <clears throat> yep. Uh, it's sort of a memorial issue. I don't know if if the the team is like working to like finish anything or if they just want to put out a memorial issue. I don't know all the details there yet. I'll look into it a little bit more and maybe update next, next week. Cool. Cool. All right. Anything else there, Dustin? Um, let's see anything else that I really wanted to. I think most of the other stuff I have is. Oh, the new, that, the, what the suicide, the suicide Bob, uh, that, that came out, didn't it? Uh, sorry, which one? Suicide oh, yes. Bob? Suicide Squad. Yes, it did. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know very much about it. Like, I'll probably um, I'll ha- try to watch it in uh, with, like, a friend or something at some point. I'm probably going to watch it at some point because I kind of have to. But I, I'll admit I don't want to. I kind of don't have to. <laughs> I, I do because I, I'm going to, by nature, shit on it. Like I just know myself. But as you want to you want to actually have watched it, and right? I want to be able to say I have an educated estimate around it. Yeah. Um, I, I get don't... the feeling at best it'll be one of those movies that's kind of like, oh, this is sort of like mindless. I think it's. 
I don't want to say it's fine because I don't think it's fine, but I also don't think <laughs> right. it's a problem. I don't right. think it's, it's one a of those. Problem. It's just there. It's, it's there, it's and I think people hyped it up because again, we'll get into this. Um, I'll bring it up now because it's part of Dustin's news, really. Um, Idris Elba, um, the talented actor of the British variety, is um, doing the voice of Knuckles. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Sonic 2 movie, good for him. And that should be the end of that sentence. But <laughs> the internet is exploding. Like, people are... People are... Like, some of my gaming channels are talking about this. As if... As if it, like, has a significance outside of a talented actor got a very nice position in a movie mm-hmm. that's meme-worthy. Um, and... It comes, I guess my problem with it all comes down to the cultural zeitgeist to 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 make someone part of your culture because it would be cool if they were. Yes. That makes, like, Idris Elba, for all intents and purposes, I do not think is a nerd. You know, that's fine, though. He may be into a few nerdy things. He may enjoy fantasy, but I don't... I just don't see it. I think Idris Elba probably goes home, opens up a book, drinks some cognac near his fireplace, watches... But that seems, that seems appropriate. That what again? So that seems appropriate. Yeah. You know, I just you feel that's him. Kind of person with cognac. And I don't know. I don't know if that's him or not, but... He's definitely gone into doing, like, farcical, silly um, movies lately. I think he's entered that phase where, like, he's done some, like, dramatic roles and I say, I want to just do stupid roles. Yeah, and and to his credit, it pays better. Um, Mm -hmm. So, it is... I I actually prefer, in, in some ways, when people just do that and don't, like, talk about it. Versus the people who are like, oh, I only take serious role you know what i mean right no i completely <laughs> and get all highfalutin about it i get exactly what you mean and i think my big issue is just that like guys you already hyped up james gunn and then look at suicide squad the reviews have not been spectacular some have been good some have been bad it's almost as if james gunn does not produce master works of art mm-hmm. um he just produces Okay. No, no, no. You sound like a downer, James. <laughs> it's not a downer. It's just realism. Like he, he made popcorn movies. He made a nice. really good first popcorn movie that got him big. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is legit one of my favorite Marvel movies, and he did it well. But it was a one-off thing that has been repeated by everyone else. And by the time he circled around to doing Suicide Squad again. Like, we've already had it before. It's just... It's fine. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, so, yeah. That's my take on it so far until I've seen it. <laughs> I think that's it for my news. All right. Okay. Oh, I do want to mention one last thing on this oh, thing. One of the funniest things I saw out of all the talk of that was some guy, like, being snide about people, like, being um, obsessed with this... this um, 
this echidna in inappropriate ways because it's, it's Idris Elba's voice attached to it. And he's like, I have just learned this already happened. And then- <laughs> yeah, I was like, nothing's been inappropriately done a long time before Idris Elba. But yeah, the reaction, though, of like, ah, he, he, he discovered that there are things on the internet that he yeah. did not know. About. Yeah, I, I do not see that as a problem. I do want to know the voice direction they're going to do for Knuckles yeah. because I know Idris Elba's voice. I know his voice mm-hmm. when he's voice acting and he's pretty good. His voice is a little like adult deep and yes, Knuckles is very deep. Right. And Knuckles is for better or worse, like a little bit older than Sonic. So he's still like a teenager. So like mm-hmm. it'd be weird, but I think he'll do fine. Um, I'm still hopeful for the movie. Um, Tail sounds good. Sonic's voice actress has always been good, so I'm good. Um, but all right. Um, I'll jump into mine real fast. Um, mine is basically some Nintendo indie game releases and some news from that. Um, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is going to be a timed um, Nintendo Switch exclusive game. It is clearly a shout-out and possibly done by the same people who have worked on um, Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future. Um, I am... A familiar game. Yes, for those of you who don't know, I've been streaming a lot of that on Twitch and plan to stream as a lot of like Jet Set Radio stuff. For this week, I've told a lot of people that when I am streaming on Tuesdays, I'm going to try my best to be playing a lot of like and even when i'm streaming by myself sometimes i'm probably going to be streaming a lot of more colorful music heavy games a lot of sega heavy games um because i just feel they don't get as much look at and i i think because we have like two long standing rpg games that we're playing on the, the channel it's cool to just have some chill back stuff um so i'm definitely going to hopefully be playing bomb rush cyberpunk for you guys when it comes out. Um, part of my brain is like, I should wait till it comes out maybe on PC or something, but I'm like, kind of want to see how it goes on the Switch and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and I'm excited for that. I love these types of games and the controls are probably way better in this one. Um, so that will be great as you guys have seen me be very pissed off at trying to tag people with spray paint um, <laughs> in Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Radio has horrible horrible controls when it comes to tagging people um like truly i did they're horrible um but i love the game series i love the music so this is going to be probably a spiritual successor um and yeah in for it um axiom verge 2 for you indie metroid um and metroidvania type lovers out there um if you've played Axiom Verge, you'll probably like this one. Axiom Verge is really a like spiritual callback to Metroid games. Um, you play a guy with like a like a magic science hammer gun in a lab mm-hmm. coat, and you go through like a space station, and you do all sorts of weird, cool stuff with different upgrades. It's a pretty cool game. I've seen a speed run. I've seen it play casually. Pretty cool game. It came out this week. Check that out. Um, I'm excited for Eastward. A game that is made by the publishers, Chucklefish, um, which is seems to be kind of like an action-y, slightly RPG adventure game. 
Um, I really want to play this game. It's coming out four days before my birthday. Um, it is going to be neat, I hope. It seems to have some hidden elements. You play, like, seems like you play as, like, a kind of middle-aged man, and you're helping this little girl through something. She, of course, was found in a tube, because every little girl in a video game that needs help is found inside of a tube of water. Um... Yes. Or some yeah, they need all the hydrations I can get. <laughs> and so it looks cool, though. It has a nice, like, um, industrial feel to it. It has very nice colors, and it's very charming. Um, very I like good. the music. The music is good, too. It looks good. I'm hoping this game is good. Um, there is Toem that comes out this fall. It is a photography game, like a black and white photography game. Um, seems charming. Seems mm-hmm. pretty good. Seems pretty neat. Check that out. Um, I have ambivalent feelings about this. I'm torn. Um, Dustin oh, mentioned the other there. day. Yeah, Dustin mentioned earlier today. Not earlier today. Earlier in the podcast down the line a few episodes ago. That a Metal Slug tactics game is being developed. And I immediately was like, piss on its grave. Bury it. Burn it with the rest. And I've seen the trailer and the gameplay of it now. And I don't know how to feel. Because I stand <laughs> I stand fully by, I don't want this game as a tactics fucking game. I, I stand by it. I will not yeah, back off it, that. Like the principle of like or the idea of like Metal Slug is basically it's a running running gun game. Or or it's just an action y movement game. It's about it doesn't have to be run and gun. That's the best way, I, in my opinion, for it to be. But it could be something else. But looking at it, it looks great. Like, it looks spectacular. It looks beautiful. Like, looks good. The characters yeah, are all hotter. Game. Like, like, the little... Like the little pictures that they made for everyone everyone got hotter everyone used to yes. look ridiculous like the little pictures they made for people not just the mm-hmm. little sprites but like the the, um, the portraits the portraits they used to look dumb now they're hot yeah, they used to look really exaggerated somebody made a joke one time that it was like like those driver's license photos yes 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 but now they look hot like i look at one of the um the female characters and i was like that's the same character. That's weird. Yeah, they don't really. They don't look anything like it. So it's, it's. I don't want it to happen. Like if I'm fully <laughs> honest with you, but it looks good. Like they showed a boss come out the sand. And I was like, oh, that's neat. I have the fucking metal snake. Yeah, I was like, dope as hell. And I was like, man, and this will come up in my patch notes. Why can't you just make this a game? That doesn't have that title on it. Like, just make this make, game. Like, do something like Advance Wars here. Where it's just like it's just a strategy game. It's got cool characters. Are yeah, are like, um, and I guess what I mean by that is, is that like, instead of making a new Final Fantasy Tactics, Square has selected to make this new other tactical RPG that I really want to play. It has a lot of things similar to Final Fantasy Tactics. But it's not called the Final Fantasy Tactics hmm, Lion Licking. Hmm. 
<laughs> like, I know the original title is War of the Lions. But, like, I... It's one of those things where I'm like, they put a lot of love and care into it, and I really, really like this. I just don't like it when it's always the same title, and it's always the same game. Um, and it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to be upset about, but... <sighs> like I said last time, I think we talked about this, uh, this game, in my opinion, would have been fine if they had launched a main series game with it. Yeah. This is not yeah. like... like uh, Kind of like when everyone got mad on that that Metroid game, um, where you play as the soldiers instead of Samus that launched on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, because after that game came out, was the the the, the other Metroid game came out. Yeah, and and then if that if that um, spinoff launched later of the of a main sequel of the game, then I think it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm not saying, like, this game doesn't look... Th- I mean, I'd probably play this game. It but... looks good enough to play. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah. <laughs> it looks good. It's like, at first, it was like, eh. And I was like, why well, this actually looks good. Right. Like, I don't I don't remember the last time Metal Slug came out with that game. With a new game? Yeah. I think the last one that I saw, besides the, the stupid, like, phone offshoot... Was it the was, DS uh, Was Double X, mm-hmm. which was on, like, the 360 originally oh wow yeah yeah so like people are like waiting and then they see this they see they see first they're like Mudder i was Slug, really holding like, out what a new Metal slug and it's you know a tactics game which is like so far off what Metal slug is it just it just feels weird i guess and it does look like a fun tactics game i just like there's other tactics games i'm waiting for so why would i didn't spend my money on metal slug because mm-hmm. it's like not saying metal slug is bad but, like, if I have a choice between this new one that's coming out by Square and Metal Slug, there's no competition. Like, the Square one wins every time. Um, because it I'm. It looks like. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, though, it looks good, though. Um, I, oddly enough, don't want it to fail because clearly people put some care into this. Yeah, yeah. And, looks you know, maybe good. if it does well. No, they'll they'll actually be like hmm, maybe no. maybe we should make another method. a return to that's form. a that's a so positive thinking there does right. like what actually gonna... from what I've heard there's several supposed to be in the works and this is just one of several mm, okay because yeah. SNK has been doing a lot of like hey we got some nice properties here you want to make a game with them yeah because this one is done by a French studio yeah. if I'm correct so <laughs> like I am I am hopeful but. Last yeah, like your studio and dot Sorry if I mispronounced that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping it goes well, even though I feel weird about this. Um, the last two are coming out very soon. Um, on the 11th of September. No, no, sorry, not this 11th of September. Is actually it was this week. Um, Necro Barista Final Pour. Is this is another game yes. like yes? Like another, that's a long ass. It's name another Valhalla slash yeah. um, coffee, coffee talk shop. shop talk game. And here, okay, I liked Valhalla. I kind I like I kind of like the coffee talk one too. Not as much as Valhalla. Coffee the coffee talk thought it it was up its own ass. Oh, this is the one that like, has a lot of anime face. Right. So okay, here's the thing about Necro Barista though. Necro Barista feels a little bit more leaning towards Valhalla. 
but from a much more 3D perspective, mm-hmm. I... You know when you can tell someone really likes anime so much that when they put it in the game, you can feel it? That's yeah. Valhalla, right? You play Valhalla and you're like, this fucker likes their anime. But they also know how to make it a good... Like, Valhalla's like a... For those of you who don't know, you're running a nightclub bar, essentially. Um, in, like, a kind of seedy town of, like, futuristic Japan-ish kind of thing. Um... And you go through all these things and you help out all these people. And it's really, it's neat. It's good. I have some complaints about it. But overall, the game is cool. And the characters are fun. Um, It's very weeb. It's very anime. Like, very much. Coffee Talk is a little bit of the same form. But it's more of that hipster, I go to conventions kind of nerd. Which is not worse. But it's pretentious, like not the nerds themselves, mm-hmm. but the game is. The game is a bit pretentious about things. Um, but it also has some very good elements to it. Um, some of it was so up its own ass, it pissed me off. Like, um, <laughs> But overall, the game is not bad. Um, it was one of the ver- games that had enough of an impact on me of confused emotions that I actually wrote a review for it. Like, you know, they ask you, how did you feel about the game? I did that. I hope it was constructive. I hope it wasn't just shitting on them. Um, but it did feel like it was up its own ass. Um, Necro Barista feels like a combination of both. Like, it's called Necro Barista. <laughs> like, either go full throttle with coffee talk or do something clever like Valhalla. Like... Which has multiple combinations with that name. You know, like... Necro Barista. There's even a line in the game where she's like, How many are dead? And I'm like, okay. Like, I like these kinds of games. I really do. Um, So I was intrigued. But part of me is like, you know, I'd rather probably play Valhalla again. Like, when when I get my capture card, I may play that for people so they can kind of see... Um, the game. Because the more I play these games, the less critiques I have of Valhalla. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like... Mm. When Valhalla was in its own bubble, I had many more critiques. Right. But the more I play other games in the genre, and I played plenty before Valhalla, but these are literally copying Valhalla. And when I look at them, I'm kind of like, okay, Valhalla has problems, but you seem to have more. Like, <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it's interesting perspective that I'm getting now looking through it. Um, final thing on my news is that Tetris Effect Connected is coming out, um, in October on the 8th. For those of you who don't know what Tetris Connect is, it's been on the PlayStation for a hot minute. And I think the Xbox. Um, it is like a weird, psychedelic, like, Tetris game where there's a lot of colors and music and combinations that change up. I've always wanted to play it, so I'm actually excited for this one. Um, and it's coming to the Switch. So, check that out. Um, I think that's it for my news. So, I'm going to throw it at Arnold. Already, Who's ready for more depression? The, I, I'm perfectly ready. If it is, if, I'm assuming it's the same depression. <laughs> uh, just a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just get talk about, you know about it 
Um, now this happened last week when we kind of talked about about the whole Activision Blizzard. Um, they pull a, they pulled a Ubisoft. They said, "Let me copy your homework." Um, after the lawsuit from California, um, now um, there's a new lawsuit against them by a by the investors, um, the SOC Investment Group. That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, so there they have the whole, um, you know, this is not what you promised us. You've not been uh, transparent with all of the details. So, so you know, there's another lawsuit for Activision Blizzard to have so they can lose more money and lose more people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a few more named employees that are being let go. Uh, namely, uh, Luis Barriga, who's a who's the director of Diablo Four, um, which is a game that's not even out yet, right? No, but did you guys hear about how they released the open beta for Diablo Two Remaster? Like, uh, no, I haven't. I think actually. they. I think it was this week that they released it, and they released it after all this news, and I'm like, yo. It's too big of a tidal wave for you to try to placate people with the Diablo 2 remaster. It's like, like this is not this is not significant enough to get your goodwill back. This it's is like, not hell. It does, actually, as a matter of fact, it probably makes you look worse. <laughs> like, it's hey like, guys, you want to forget about all these problems and play mm-hmm. some Diablo? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Go ahead, Arnold. Sorry. No, it's gonna say it's kind of like when they try to. They had a trailer for Overwatch 2. Um, back at the um, yeah, when they first fucked up with you know the the Chinese Hearthstone player. Yep, yep, yep. It's ridiculous. Doesn't make no sense. So go ahead. Um, yeah. So also, um, lead designer Jesse McCree and World of Warcraft designer Jonathan LaCraft have all been have all left the company. Um, there was no internal announcement for it, but Jesse McCree and Jonathan LaCraft. Are two employees that were in that photo of the Cosby suite, but we can we can probably assume what they did wrong. Yeah, and there's also mm-hmm. one more employee, uh, lead game designer Corey uh, Stockton. He's been put on leave, but he's still currently working at Blizzard. Mm. So uh, four more people, uh, well, three people have left. One more person about to leave. Um, but like I said, you, know, I'm saying like leave but they're being let go so they haven't been fired which yeah. is you know the thing they're supposed to do yeah because they don't get the bad stuff on their paper on the on their like on their what what's it called on their um so basically if you are fired it's going to be kind of like recorded and so when yeah, yeah. you bring it up you have to say you were fired like you if you fill out a job application some of them ask have you been fired from somewhere you know, and then if you were, they will most likely look into why, you know, and thus it makes it harder for you to acquire another job, yada, yada, yada. Stuff like that. Um, yeah, we also have um, a lead game designer from Apex Legends uh, was also fired. But this is a, like, sort of weird one. Um, Daniel Z. Klain, uh he's being fired over a controversial statement he made on a blog post. Um, back in 2007. I swear, I thought you said on a black post. And I was like, no, 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 how, blog post. Da- how daring are these people at this point? <laughs> like, Jesus, go ahead, sorry. Um, the post was called I Am Daniel's Angry Rant. And it had a, 
Not so good stuff to talk about women. So Arnold brought this up today, but I have heard this done, talked about multiple times, particularly from James Stephanie Sterling of the Jimquisition. Um, They have been talking about that particular rant for for a long time. I don't even know how old it is. It's from 2007. Yeah, it's that old. I remember hearing about this when I was like, like 18. Yeah, that's 14 years old. Yeah. Mm. So mm. the fact that it took this long for there to be repercussions is redonkulous. Now, and don't get me wrong. This is Activision Blizzard, and it is the gaming world, and it is a, a, a capitalist society. So men saying horrible things and being punished for it way later is not unheard of. What's weird about it is that we knew about this. You know, like this is not this was not not public knowledge, you see. But yeah, go ahead, Arnold. I just I'm trying. I'm trying to look up real quick. When was Respawn acquired from EA? Because this would have been before then. Uh, yeah, this was before Respawn was acquired by. Um, actually, no, hold on. Yeah, Respawn. So Respawn is owned by EA, and this happened. EA only got them at 2017. So this has happened a long, like before any acquisitions. Wow. Well, huh. Hmm. It's almost like Digging it's just infectious stuff. everywhere. He has stated, um, EA and respond absolutely within their rights to terminate me, much as I may just dis- disagree with this decision. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Okay. Of course you disagree with your being fired. If you, you couldn't if you just say you would have been like, I quit. Couldn't it be like I was a bad boy and they did the right thing and just moved on. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about uh, right. What else yeah. I don't know. Uh, last but not least, for people who are excited for that PAX Australia, uh, I'm sorry to tell you, PAX Australia 2021 has been canceled. Um, it was um, due to take place on October 8th to, to October 10th in Melbourne, but the organizers have postponed it on their uh, official website, stating that at the start of the year, we were optimistic that we'd be able to come together in person this October. We've been working hard with our partners and exhibitors to deliver the best possible version of PAX OS 2021. But with due to the ongoing impact of COVID-19 in Australia, the next edition of PAX Australia will now take place in 2022. Mm. Yeah, um, a couple of things have been in the works as far as like convention things going on. I am curious to see what's going to happen with our area, with DragonCon. They have been taking a lot of precautions that I approve of. Um, and I would like to see a few more. Um, like I'll be going mainly because I have to. They don't, they, they're not refunding it. Like I'm just sitting mm-hmm. on an expensive ticket. Um, but I'm just saying, here, Dragon Con, just have some, uh, <laughs> just have some money. Just have some, no, hell no. Donations. Uh, <laughs> they still, they still, that. yeah, um, they still will have. <clears throat> They'll still have their digital event, um, PAX um, Australia Online, mm-hmm. um, and they will be refunding full, <clears throat> full refunds to people who bought tickets for it, so that's good. Yeah, that is good. Um, and I will say, as a person who is kind of having to go to Dragon Con this year, that I am going to be taking a lot of precautions. Um, as a matter of fact, I need to talk it over with my typical D&D group of some things we want to do and the best way to go about it. Um Almost like probably sending like 
like one person into a dealer's room as a as a traveler <laughs> you know just for things um and it also depends on the safety of how dragon con orchestrates depends stuff. on how many people are there yeah right um how many people go well i don't want to go because i don't feel safe or how many people go oh there's so many precautions that i just don't want to go through right before. which i'm hoping for if i'm honest like i'm hoping the lot- people that are like Unhappy with precautions, but well, I guess I'll stay home. Right, because me and my fiance practice like all the rules needed, and we are vaccinated. But it's just the thing where I just well, I don't like people anyway. Um, so <laughs> just like, it's just I'm less worried about the the normal DragonCon people, and I'm more concerned about people who just want to do stuff because America. And we must have fun. That's like our motto. Just have fun. Uh, but yeah. But okay, Arnold. And fun we trust. <laughs> and fun we trust. <laughs> um, but cool. And fun we don't trust, man. Look at all those people that got COVID. <laughs> was that um? Was that everything you have, Arnold? Uh, yeah, that, that was pretty much it for my news. All right, cool. Well, everybody, it's time. To slap that patch on your shoulder and get your next dose of our patch notes. Um, Patch Notes is part of the podcast where we talk about what we've been up to, what we've been watching, playing, and doing. Um, throw it back at Dustin. Start us off. What you got for us? Okay. Um, so, uh, let's talk a little bit about that Bleach One Shelf. I'm yes. going to try to be, since it literally came out just this week, um, I'm going to limit the spoilers significantly. Yeah, please um, do. I want to read it. Well, I don't, but I need to read it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you don't really want to read it. I don't. Um, yeah. but, you, but you do uh, at the same time, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's 73 pages. Um, Kubo did like a uh, like a s- sequel thing. Um, I guess this is the best way to describe it. Yeah, because Ichigo when he's older, set, right? Like, yeah, it's set um, after that epilogue chapter of where you know there's like kids running around and everything yeah. else yeah um it's set then um everybody i, I guess is old i guess everybody's old. i don't know see the, the thing one of the things that bothered me about bleach is that the logic of bleach's world is like one way and then it's a different way later because he just forgot his own logic of the series i guess I don't know. yeah yeah, um, yeah. Or i didn't like it maybe just decided i would really what, like to do this what part are you talking about though because i do um, agree that it seems right. that soul society people are like aging when yes like, do they thank age? you yes <laughs> because i looked up something i thought they were that, dead i looked right so hitsugaya does age because Hitsugaya has been a child prior mm-hmm. to becoming a captain. And so right. has Gein. He he was a child, but they're also dead people. Yeah. Like I so, feel like it's just like they live in Bizarro World where they're just like regular people, but So they've they kind of explained fleshy. it then like if you look into the wiki and stuff like that, I do actually understand it. But okay. what I really fu- personally feel is that Kubo wanted to do more teenagers in the other world, but because the other teenagers grew up, in order to keep maybe possible shippings and stuff working, you have to age even the undead ones. 
Um, Maybe. So and, like, there's also the thing with um, Yamamoto is that way too. He started. Um, he started uh, younger at one point in like a flashback. Yes. Yes. And then yes. He was, like super old, but then he, yes. Like, they yes. also aged at a different rate apparently because he's like thousands of years old. Or mm-hmm. and and he's anyway, like a couple getting hundred. away from that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's set then, um, it honestly, so why I said earlier in the Kubo fashion, it's 73 or 74 pages, but it's, it's Kubo pages is that it isn't actually a one shot because it doesn't have a satisfactory conclusion. So I feel like he's trying to start. Oh, I figured that's what was going to happen. Like I figured it's like, it's like putting out the bait to say like, Hey, Enough people read this. Can we can we make another? Can we it's make Boruto so, except with Bleach? It's so weird for me being a Bleach fan, and I do categorize myself as a Bleach fan, um, because he isn't doing anything well. Like you did seven, you said seventy two pages. Yeah, it's seventy three pages. You did seventy three pages worth of material, and you couldn't close that out. Like nope, instead, we got to set up some plot hooks for uh, for uh, more more chapters later. <laughs> it's truly ridiculous, and I I'm not surprised this happened. I am surprised it's 73 pages. Um, yes, it also feels a lot like I think he thought he was going to get a new group of people with his goodwill with the the burning witch one. What is that? Burn the witch. Yeah. Burn the witch. And I knew burn the witch wasn't going to last. Um, it's a low-hanging fruit manga, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one set in the same Bleach universe, so it's like, Except ha-ha. in the West. Right, except, except in the West, but then it still has many, many Japanese connections to it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is always hilarious. And I'll get to that in a second. Um, I have no problem with setting something in a Japanese-connected world. I just hate when they try to give a pretense of it being different. Um, yes. but, but anyway, yeah, I'm not, it's not surprised at all. By what I you will said. say it feels more like old bleach. Like you can tell the fact that he's had a break, got him back to like his early to mid you know, quality of drawing and pacing. You can also tell For, he probably looked at all the reviews people said about this. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't do the, so quite so many like giant, Flash pages with nothing happening. The problem isn't though. Can he keep? Can he do it? His problem is can he keep it up? Yeah, like he just needs to probably set a goal and be like, "This is going to be like fifty chapters." And exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Agreed. Say so like, what? What's what's good for you? Can mm-hmm. you do a hundred chapters? Can you do fifty chapters? What what's going to work? Can you do twenty five chapters? Agreed. <laughs> Completely. Out. Man, if he does giant chapters though, like you could just do like five of these and they'd be like done. You know what I mean? Oh, he's not. He's not going to. He's do not though. He wants. He, to, he, he hopes wants to. Money. He hopes to milk some of that jujitsu kaisen money now. Because yeah, everyone's... I wonder if that's part of it too. He's seen mm-hmm. jujitsu kaisen, and he's like, hmm. And I can understand it. Jujitsu kaisen is clearly ripping off of Bleach and Yu Hakusho, yeah. but yep. we'll see. Okay, we got some vibes of that. Um, I also started reading. I like occasionally will grab an old series that pops up on on um, Dragon Jump. Mm-hmm. Um, just to read it, um, especially if it's got some chapters enough to get a good feel for it. I was reading a little bit of Moriarty the Patriot, which is like, you know, about Mori- that Moriarty from Sherlock Holmes, essentially. Um, it's not bad. 
it's it's sort of different. It feels very much like a one shot, like episodic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the deal of it is he is um, we, as for like those that aren't super familiar with Sherlock Holmes. Moriarty, of course, is the villain of Sherlock Holmes. Um, he's sort of a super genius, like antithesis or whatever of, of Holmes, basically. Yeah. Um, a lot of the theme of it is basically um, him working as a quote unquote consultant to solve people's problems, many of which have to do with like the class divide and like classism in Victorian England. Mm. Um, and he's sort of a revolutionary type, and he's sort of building up his uh, little entourage of people to 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 uh, ruin the days of, of exploitative nobles and things like that. Interesting. I have something to say about that. It's like something I've been into. Something where um, I think there's a cultural... <laughs> interesting cultural divide. Go ahead. Yes. Um, but, um, yeah, so far it's been it's been kind of enjoyable. Like, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I'll read more and I'll have a more, more decisive uh, thing on it. It's got that kind of Sherlock Holmesy sort of like gotcha moments in it, you know. Yes, like, very ah, death the note. Full, the full plan is revealed. Yeah, very death note liar game, which I champion all the time. People read liar game. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Um gonna read some of that later today. Um but yeah. Yeah, that's cool then. Cool. Most cool, cool. of it for this week. All right. Arlo, you wanna go ahead? Uh, sure. Not that much this week. Um, I played a little bit of Spyro. It's been a while. You know, I've never grew up on the first games of Spyro. I don't remember which game it is that started out, though. Um, but it was interesting to play the first game. I bought the, um... What's the, what's, what's the name of the whole remake? Oh, the, um... Reignited? Reignited, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm on the, I'm on the first game. Okay. It's actually pretty pretty simple how that game worked. Just collect yeah, a, very a whole simple. bunch of gems, touch the <laughs> dragons. The dragons say some weird stuff. And Spyro's like, okay, I just want to burn the bad guy. It really and is. Main, and the main guys are like, not yet, Spyro. First, you must help us all. All the passive-aggressive dragons that, like, <laughs> shit on you for being a young dragon. Like, you are not ready to fly yet, Spyro. They always got what? something smart ass to say. Given Spyro also has something smart ass to say too. Look, man, it's the who who, who got frozen? That's what I thought. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. Spyro is a very simple concept, um, and whatnot. I played a lot of Spyro as a kid. Um don't know if I liked it or not. I just played a lot of <laughs> I mean it's just it's, it's kind of just fun to play. Yeah. Um it's fun. I will say, James, do you remember skill points? Was that in the original game? Skill points? Skill points. They not actual skill points, but it's called skill points. Oh, I don't think so. So like I guess in this remake they've added this random thing where each world they want you to do one specific thing mm-hmm. to add like a check mark in your list. Mhm. I'm not doing those. I spent 20 minutes on one level looking for the one flower to burn. Huh. Huh. I don't remember that. That sounds ridiculous. But it also sounds uh, like something that has come from the PlayStation era of keeping you busy in the game. Yeah, I'm not doing those. 
I've yeah. collected <laughs> I've collected a hundred percent of the gems so far on each level I've played. Uh-huh. Um, because it's pretty it's kind of like if you just explore enough, you'll find everything. Yeah. Um which, which is cool. Um there's nothing actually I mean there's levels that are locked behind, but if you collect a hundred gems on each level those world um, those like extra levels will be open. The only levels I've had difficulty in is when he's actually flying. Hmm. Uh Kasparo is not that he's not that great to control. No. No, he's not. They um, they could have made well, the, I mean, no, the when he's on land, he's great. When he's flying, he's horrible. Well, he ironically is not designed to fly a lot. Um, he has tiny little wings. Uh, he's a baby dragon. So, like, yeah, he's very clumsy in the air. But I know exactly what you mean. His flight levels are pretty funky. Mm. Yeah, I don't like his flight levels at all. Um, and they have uh, that PlayStation thing of where no one can swim ever in video games. <laughs> yes, oh my god. My man walked into a fountain and he died. And I'm just like, I'm like, Not bro. even a lake, it's a fountain. I'm like, no, just hold they, your I mean, breath. <laughs> luckily, uh, if you jump, if you have the, um, the dragonfly with you, if mm. he gets, if he touches water that's next to land, you can attempt to jump out. And, about the, and the dragonfly will take the damage. Mm, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Sparks? Yeah, Sparks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's like... He's not impor- that important story-wise in this game, but he's story important in another game. Yes. Where they like redo his like his story, like oh, I was actually, I was actually uh, raised by dragonflies, <laughs> which is like really which weird. Which is like, like yes, because you how are does, one. <laughs> how does a dragon get raised by dragonflies? Oh, you mean you mean um, Spyro? Yes, yes, they do. Yeah, re- yeah. They they redo his lore. Yes, that he's raised by dragonflies. Yeah, very. Um, Aside from that, I went, I've played a little bit of League. Uh, it was a bad idea. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I only play... I've only been playing Aram because uh, I don't play the base game anymore. I've been watching it, but I've always been watching it. I have Every time I have this idea like, ooh, maybe I play League. And I say, no, you have an, a great RPG where you're happy afterwards. Why would you go to League? And I just go play that. Fuck that. Game. Um, <laughs> I do want to say one gripe. Um, not with League. Uh, cause League have a lot of gripes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still playing Phoenix Point. My one gripe is that resources is very annoying to get. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's no way to permanent. There's like one one uh, resource. So like. In the game, there's tech, which is one resource, mm-hmm. material, and food. Now, you need one food per personnel. Mm-hmm. So, you have, like, 20 soldiers. That's 20, minus 20 food. Um, but food is the most abundant you can get in the game if you make it to a certain point where you can, you can convert the enemies into food. Uh, which is really weird because yeah, those, like, those fish people were once humans. That's weird. But you, there's a like a certain amount of biomass you can convert from them to food, and the worst part is you have to capture them alive per mission. Oh, that's to strange. get them and to turn them into <laughs> food. Strange. So oh, that's weird. Um, but like that's a way to get food without having to trade or scavenge. Material and tech you have to scavenge for, from what I've seen so far, um, and it's just annoying because 
You have to unlock bases to cover the whole map so you can find all the enemy bases and stuff. Mm-hmm. But each time you acquire a new base that you activate, the 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 cost of activating the next one just increases. That kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense, but there's no way like material and tech it can become finite at one point. Okay. If you don't manage your resources well enough. Mm-hmm. That can be problematic in a certain video yeah. games. Yeah. Um, which I'm not which I'm not liking because you can't, from what I've seen so far, I can't get any. Like, mm-hmm. you can't make any aside from, like, the food. I guess if you just capture all the enemies on the map, you can trade all the food with havens. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to capture all of the enemies alive, though, because that's, that's going to be really annoying. Mm. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That's what been on so far. Okay. Okay. Probably play more Spyro this uh, this weekend. Okay. I, um... As you were saying that, I saw this little weird article... Bashing Shaman King for not being scary enough, which I feel is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Sounds like they missed the point a little bit. I really, it it's it's done by our favorite people at CBR, and it was like the Shaman King reboot isn't scary enough for modern shonen. Was like first off, why is all modern shonen scary? What you're indicating to me is that we have a problem with like copy pasting everything, and I was like modern shonen. I was like. One Y'all mean Jujutsu Kaisen and and which ain't Attack scary on as though they're the the, the gold standard because in in Attack on Titan is a failure of a story so let's not even get there but like Jujutsu Kaisen ain't even scary um anyway it's like creepy but that's it barely <laughs> like, someone takes their tongue out and licks a foot and everyone's like ooh look at that that's subversive. And I'm like, okay, that's a fetish. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but the, manga, the mangaka is just not telling us. Exactly. Um, anyway, um, moving from that. Uh, my patch notes, I've been up to a lot of things. Um, playing more of Trails from Azure. This game steadily shows me that the, the, the developers of the Trail series do not sit on their laurels. And they improve things both story and character and gameplay wise just in the second game of a two game series like the the (laughs) battles in every huh i said well you know they gotta gotta up their ante here yeah and i like it just because i am slowly going through the story so I, i have not progressed far at all in the story but just the new points of the combat system in um trails from azure are interesting so now you have the you have i'm going to use materia because a lot of people don't play trails um um and it's just easier for people to understand the now in instead of just having materia for your character everyone gets a core materia and you can set any type of core material any character and that material can grow as the character uses it so it levels up and that material can give you bonus points added on to what other bonus points you get from a lesser materia which has not been done before. So it's really nice because let's say you have a character who you want to be defensive, but sometimes in the game, you'll have to swap out different things for utility and combat. Um, mm-hmm. Now you don't have to do that. Now you can get the core crystal, like my main character, he's the t- kind of tanky character. You put the defense crystal on him 
and um, or the defense materia. And then that materia can stay there, always leveling up his defenses. So then you're free to put offensive materia on him if you want to without sacrificing too much defense as you would previously. Um, you also now get, and I just like that, you also now can play with new characters from the last game, which is not super different from what happened in the original trilogy of Trails. You always got like the opportunity to play characters that have come from the game prior to this one. Um, this These characters are kind of more fun. They're a lot more anime style. You get the military girl who I think is a fan favorite. I like her a lot. She has like two Uzis as her guns and she has like a little beret on and she's the kind of sporty one. Um, and she loves driving the cars. Cars are a new invention in the game world. Um, and you get a car and she's like dying about it. She's like, oh, this car is a beauty. We get to drive the car. Um, she's great. Um, spoiler alert. You get to play as a character known as Wazi or Wazy. Um he is a big bundle of mystery. Um, he is the martial art character that's clearly hiding his full potential in his t- true history. He's restricting his power level. Yes. Literally, there's a point where he's like, I'm going to fight for real against a rival character he's had from the first game. And then he does. Um, he is pretty... He's pretty cool. There's a lot more Japanese sexual comedy also can be categorized as sexual harassment, depending, um, in the game, which different cultural biases, I they don't do it so much where I think it's disgusting, but it's a little bit, I'm like, my God, there's a lot. A little uncomfortable. There. It's a little uncomfortable, and some of it is funny um, to a degree, just because of the ridiculousness of it happening. It's very much like, your typical shonen style stuff. So there's another character who I know for certain is linked to one of the main characters. There's a girl that comes up. She's clearly like a little bit younger than the main characters, not by much, maybe like a year. And she's like, she's kind of got this athletic build and she has red hair and she has like cat like eyes and she's very relaxed. And of course, that's very anime. Yeah. And of course she moves way faster than the other characters can keep up. And she does it to, like, grope the main girl. And apparently that's, like, a thing. And she's like, why does this happen to me? And the way she does it, the way she expresses it is funny. But then it's also, like, there's there's one situation where the main character comments on it. And I do like his response because he's a very strict cop-type character. But he's also romantically interested in the main girl. And so this is happening where the two girls are fondling each other. And he says, oh, man, isn't this great? Wait, no, wait, don't do that. That's inappropriate. And, like, he, like, pushes them aside. (laughs) It's a very, and this was what I mean, is that the game seems to acknowledge where the faults enter. And it's never, the game never does it where a guy is doing it to a woman. So it's one of those weird things where it's, like, the bathroom um humor that they do in anime where it's like oh the guys are like smacking each other on the butt with towels or the girls are like oh i want to see how healthy you've become i don't know if this is actual japanese culture norms because it's anime and most anime is written by guys so i don't know if japanese women do that to each other don't know so like 
I, I feel weird about it sometimes when it comes to that part of the game. But outside of it, the game is great. I do enjoy the story so far. I do enjoy all the new characters. Um, they introduced the badass guy who asked me to count how many people were on the train as it was passing by. And I was like, what fucking technique is that? At <laughs> least 10. Oh, I At got least. the exact number because I'm using a fucking guide. But like, when I found out the, the number, I was like, what casual playthrough not using a guide does someone get this right? This, I mean, like, I guess, I guess. A big number? It's So this guy has, this guy's a big, brooding, powerful dude. He has one eyeball. And the train passes is it, by. Is it, does it allow him to see the techniques? Oh, them? we haven't gotten to him yet in the story, but let's put it this way. There were some really powerful monsters my characters were supposed to go to defeat on the highway. They then walked down the street after talking to him. They were all slaughtered. Like, they were just, they were. it was a Sephiroth thing. Like, you know, Sephiroth kills the, yeah. like, big basilisk. Um, it was, like, four basilisk worth of heavy-hitting monsters. He had slaughtered them all. Um, I will say villains, how they do villains and how they br- do um, intense situations and trails is really fucking good. Really good. Probably the best in stuff. Um, outside of trails, you guys have all known I've been playing Jet Set Radio um, as a stream. I really like it. Just wanted to mention it again. Um, horrible controls on spray painting, but I love the music. I love the game. Mm-hmm. Um, been playing Shadow- spray paint things any more than you have to. Oh, I gotta play like some levels you have to spray paint the people. Remember the one you were with me and I was spraying the people? Like yes. that one? Yeah, they get Oh more yeah, levels. where you're chasing the, the Godzilla. It's dude, so right? yes, it's so painful because the buttons don't register when they're right next to the people. Um it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Um but yeah, and also playing Shadow of Colossus Shadow of the Colossus. Um love that game. Um I don't have anything negative to say about that game. I just love that game. That is game is the height of game design and decision making and everything in between. Um, yeah, really good, really really good. Um, now, what do you have to say for the remake that you're playing? Which remake? Shadow of Colossus or the one I'm about to talk about? A Shadow of the Colossus. Okay, Shadow of Colossus remake playing. is fine. The game in and of itself is exactly the same, almost in every way, except that it saves for you. Um, and it My looks experience is ruined. If we can't get good and learn when to save, then yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually go by reflex. I go to every save point and pray at the save points because that's what I'm used to doing. Even though you don't need to, you can just save now. Um, I enjoy everything else graphics wise. You know, really, I know it looks better. Like I'm not saying it doesn't. Because it does, but it doesn't look different. That's a weird. It's a weird thing to say. It's just very polished, and I don't. I still don't like how polished the hero is. Um, I like the the. I like the tones of the original one, but this is not bad either. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, it's a weird. It's a weird thing. Um. I have less complaints about it than I did in the past, but I still, I like both for different reasons. That makes sense. Um, I will get Record of Ragnarok and Shaman King out of the way real quick before I talk about the other two. Um, I've been reading a lot of Record of Ragnarok because I hate myself. And um, 
It's... I don't know what the fuck I'm reading anymore. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's about gods versus humans because the gods want to kill all the humans. And then a Valkyrie says, oh, y'all are a bunch of punks because you don't want to fight the humans. And then the gods get mad. And then no, no, no. She fight. said, y'all got no balls. Yeah, basically. Like, y'all got no balls. And they were like, what? We'll fight. And I was like, really? That's that's what started this tournament? A Valkyrie said, y'all suck. And y'all actually did it. Um, This feels... The whole manga feels like someone who read Helsing and Attack on Titan. And thought it was genius. Maybe they also read Fate. They're like, hmm. And Fate, legendary yes. figures. Yes, and Fate. And then they're like, I'm going to take all of this and then make it mine and then... It's going to be cooler because they're going to just fight. Let's skip all the other things. Right. And I told you guys all about Adam and Poseidon and everything like that. I think I told you. I don't know if I mentioned Poseidon. Yeah, yeah. Poseidon. Okay. No, no. You didn't mention Poseidon. So Poseidon fights. Um, What's the legendary samurai? Kojiro. Kojiro. Musashi. Kojiro. Yeah. And he beats Poseidon. And the way the humans win are really stupid. So are Poseidon, they very, like contrived. It's very contrived. So the whole thing that this dude sets up with Kojiro is that he actively would lose. That's the reason he wasn't always recorded in history as being one of the best swordsmen. Is because he would find someone more powerful than him, say, "Nope, I'm not going to fight you." Leave and then do basically shadow fighting against them until he got strong enough to beat them mentally and physically by shadow fighting them. So then he never had to fight them in real life. Which I don't think works. No, no, on several levels. Right. Be like, hey, you know what? If I fought you, I would win. It's like, okay, then fight me. No, no. Right. And so what happens is he'll find someone stronger and he'll say, nope, I'm not going to fight you. And then he'll leave. He'll train and fight. And there's some exceptions to it, but that's essentially his whole thing. And so with Poseidon, Poseidon is at the beginning of the fight, like three times stronger than this guy. And Poseidon doesn't play around. He's trying to kill him. But for some reason, because Kojiro can shadow fight so well, he develops the ability to beat him in the battle. Even though Poseidon breaks his mystical weapon, it just so happened that the mystical Valkyrie that he used has two personalities, so of course they turn to two katanas. So it's that's that's what I mean by how contrived it is that he won. And guess what? That's not the worst fight. Like, that's that's just one. The next fight, Arnold statistically speaking Jack the Ripper versus Heracles who, who wins the man who the man who hunts down women rapes them and then kills them versus the person who literally went up against the gods who do you think wins that fight I want to say Heracles but let me tell you how Hercules dies in this fight. <laughs> Hercules is Hercules. By nature, he's not only is he the greatest, he's the nicest character there because he is fighting for the gods, but he... He's also like 
a demigod, so he's like not right. all in on god, god stuff. Well, not only that, he knows that what the fight is for. He said if he once he wins this fight, he's going to use his godly um, status to help defend humanity because he loves humanity, right. in, in spite of all of its wickedness and evils. Um, and so, the Valkyrie at the beginning is shown to be kind of happy that she's put her. They so Hercules to her and the other there's two Valkyries there's the main Valkyrie who's a jackass and then there's the the young Valkyrie that's supposed to be the the young one but you know a lot of like hormonal boys don't like her because she's not developed and also she talks about how horrible these events are so you know mm. I've seen people literally like even the editor has been like she's she gets on my nerves so much and I'm like really. She's the then only why one. did you write her? You know, right. you, you have the option to not write this character. Not only that, well, not not the editor, the person who's translating it. Oh. Um, and so, like the 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 younger Valkyrie, um, she's the <laughs> only one. The point still applies, you right? It's the, the same, right? You have translate the it. Yes. No, it's very annoying because she's the only one that's like, "This is horrible. Why are we doing this?" Also, sister, why did you pick Jack the fucking Ripper? Um, this is horrible. So I'm going to pick a, a, a mass murder, right? And <laughs> Not she, mass murder. Sorry, multiple murder. Right. And she she uses Jack the Ripper because he goes up against um, Heracles so well. They're so opposing people. Um, and guess What's guess the one guy who's a nice guy, right? Against the guy who's a trash human being. Here's the worst part. The creator takes liberties with historical fact to try to give Jack the Ripper a personality that is sympathetic. Mm. So Jack the Ripper... It's okay uh, that he murdered people because... Oh, he felt bad. He felt bad. So Jack the Ripper has a special eyeball. That's what they gave him. They gave him a special eyeball that he's always been blessed with that he allows special him, eyes. Yes, that his eye can see the spirit in of the person, the true spirit of the person. So if you're evil, okay. you're dark and ugly, and when you're you're great, you're shining brilliantly, right? And um Jack the Ripper he saw his mother as a brilliant person. His mother was a sick prostitute. Um and so he always loved her because she always helped him and everything like that. And she tried to take care of him and everything like that. Well, it turns out she was just using Jack because she thought that the man who um, helped sire Jack with her was going to come back and he never did. And so she gets all angry and crazy at one point and then Jack sees her as ugly and then he attacks her and kills her. And he's like, aha, now you're beautiful. So for Jack... Killing these women was what makes them beautiful. That's his story as a child. That's why he became it. But he's a Batman villain. I right. He, sounds, he kind of sounds like Jin. He's worse than Jin. But yes, they do make him like Jin. They make him... He calls himself the gentleman. And he dresses up. They make him like Sherlock Holmes. Like they... Apparently, they assume Jack the Ripper was this classy, well-to-do gentleman. Who happened to kill women, you know? And so, so anyway, um, we fast forward, and they, you know, that's his main thing. And so he sees Hercules as beautiful because Hercules is pure, and like he wants to corrupt Hercules. He wants to see what color he changes because he's going to change Hercules. So he's telling Hercules at the beginning of the fight, my magical weapon is this pouch, and I can take anything out of this pouch, and it's like, you know, um, it's all my magic weapons. So 
Then they keep going and turns out that the magic, he lied because apparently Jack the Ripper is also a master liar. Like <laughs> they just, they you notice they just keep implementing things on Jack the Ripper to make him formidable against Heracles because by the very nature of Heracles, you can't beat him. Like, so Jack the Ripper is somehow also physically adept enough at dodging Heracles, by the way. This man killed women in the night from behind, but he is somehow able to physically dodge the chattest of chads. Like, <laughs> like this chad is so strong, he beat a chad and turned it into a coat. Like the lion. But anyway, but like, so anyway, he's fighting, Hercules, Heracles goes like Super Saiyan at one point, everything like that. And then um, Jack says, everything in this town, because they're in London, like a metaphysical London that they created that they're fighting. He's like, this whole city is my weapon. I lied. Ha 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 ha. And then, okay, fine. Because he throws a clock, like a literal clock, I think like Big Ben or whatever. At Heracles and it like rips off his arm or whatever. So then Heracles says, "Okay, fuck this." He summons um, Cerebus and Cerebus forms a body armor over him and they fight. Jack is still able to dodge everything. <laughs> um, and I, <laughs> listener, bear with me here. It's really this bad. So then further on, um, they keep going. You want to know what his actual weapon is? He's wearing gloves. The Valkyrie turned into gloves, and whatever the gloves touch becomes his magical weapon. So it's a it's a it's a schoolyard level power where anything <laughs> he touches becomes his weapon. Because how else can Jack the fucking Ripper keep up with fucking Heracles? Like you can't. So it's so contrived. And so Heracles is beating the shit out of him at one point. Like he is beating the crap out of him. By the way, they keep talking about how every time if a god lands a blow on a human being, they should die instantly. Jack is taking all the hits for some reason. Of course. He's getting beat up the whole time. So then he's about to fall down and die. And Heracles says, I will end your pain because he realizes that Jack is a miserable person because he gave up on things, but Heracles is like, even though you're miserable, I'll never give up on humanity, so I'm going to kill you. So he's about to lay the final blow. I'm like, finally, it ends how it should. Of course, in straight anime style, Jack is falling down, but then his foot slams to the ground, and Jack slams his hands through Heracles and kills him. By the way, I've seen anime where people have taken death shots and they're still going, so part of me was like, why didn't you stop, why did you stop Heracles? finish the job friend but do you want to know why he was able to pierce Heracles with his hands have something to do with his his touching something did his hands become the weapon they did but why they got them them dumb gloves on well yes 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 Heracles was beating him so bad he bled everywhere so he coated his gloves in his blood and it made them weapons. Did he? Did they steal that from One Piece? Did they see that yeah, the yeah, yeah, crocodile? They saw the cro- what's the what's the yeah, it's crocodile. crocodile and crocodile. They saw they saw Luffy get his ass 
kicked my crocodile, saw it that would, scene, like, oh shit, we should put that in hours. It would work if it didn't make perfect sense why the Sanologia was affected by the water and human blood. As opposed to... What, what I'm hearing here is that one person did something that made sense, and the other yes! one did something because it was just... It doesn't it. even make sense, because even if his weapons were sharp enough to pierce Heracles, Jack the Ripper shouldn't have the muscle strength to push all the way through his body from a downward position. Like, it was ridiculous. It was so bad. Um, it's a bad manga. Like, it's truly bad. Like, and I I don't know why I got that far. <laughs> I don't actually know why I got that far. It's real bad. And it's changed my perspective on a lot of manga that I called bad. You're like, oh, at least it's not a record of Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, but I'll go to... I've been watching Shaman King. Um, I've only watched like an episode and a half. It is very truthful to the original anime and manga. I like it. They try to make this thing very 90s. Like, they, the opening and everything, it feels like a slightly better done 90s anime. And it stays more truthful to the manga because there's some characters that weren't introduced in the anime that I remember that are now introduced here that are from there. So far, they've gotten rid of some of the racist stuff. So I don't know how far this goes. Um, there is a black shaman that they bring into it who was very poorly done originally and i think they worked him out very well here um right. he hasn't popped up but he popped up in the the opening and i was like oh, okay okay so we'll see how that goes um i don't know how that's actually gonna go down um, he was very poorly done, and I know there's other cultures that were really badly done. I want to say there was a Latino shaman that pops up, and I do remember it being bad, but we'll see. Um, okay, you just gotta let me know how that turns out. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um, other two things I've been doing. So I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I've talked a lot about it to Dustin Arnold. It's a fine enough game. Um... It's not Final Fantasy VII at all. It should not be named Final Fantasy VII. And every time I'm playing a part where I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm like, this is not Final Fantasy VII. It shouldn't be called Final Fantasy VII. It feels like a really expensive fan fiction. Like, it feels like they tagged people on for years and years and years for this game to be developed. And it just came out as a fan fiction. Um, and not in a good way. It feels like this did not have to happen. Um, are that it didn't need to take so long to make. Like, I don't see what took them so long. Like, it doesn't seem like they put too much thought into it. Um, but overall, it's fine. It's inoffensive. Um, the combat's okay. There's a lot of issues with it. Um, the whole you can do combat normally, but you can also switch to different turn-based stuff is not true. Um, you you do combat like an action game, and then you sl like can slow down time when you want to use a spell or something like that, um, which is fine, but it's not great. It's not great. Um, some of the characters are a little bit more charming. Um, 
then prior to it, Tifa is best girl no matter what, no matter how much I don't like this game. I love Tifa. Tifa's best girl. Like, I love Tifa because you can like her for your Neanderthal drooling at the mouth that she's hot, but you can also like her because she's a genuinely nice person. Like, everyone else, like, Jesse's kind of like, they develop Jesse way too much in this game. Like, who, like, Jesse's way too developed. Like, who asked for this? Like, I know more about Jesse's life and backstory than I do Biggs and Wedge, which is very weird. Somebody was like, you know what this game needs? This game needs another female character. Right! We need a harem now for Cloud. Because they keep, like, there's a point where Wedge is like, don't listen to Jesse in her flirtatious ways, because she flirts a lot with Cloud. Like, holy balls she flirts with cloud she all but like just jumps on cloud <laughs> like basically and i have no problem with that in a character it's just why, why? jesse <laughs> and why don't we get anything from biggs and wedge by the way i like biggs a lot um in this game he seems very cool um I don't like, yeah, Jesse's so developed, man. Like, it's really weird. Like, she was originally an actress, and her dad got hit by Mako poisoning, Mako poisoning. And, like, um, you have to sneak into her house and get his card out as she, like, manipulates her mother into making pizza so you don't get caught. And then you ride on a motorcycle with her, and she's holding on to you. She's like, my hero. Woohoo! And it's like, what the hell? Um, she asked you several times. She's like, yo, are you and Tifa together? Because, well, I got a house. <laughs> you can visit. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, um, Sounds very thirsty. She's very, And that's the joke that a lot of people made is that Jesse's very thirsty. And it's funny, but I'm like, I don't care about her enough to want to do all this. Like, Tifa's still the <laughs> best girl. Like, like fuck Jesse. Like, that's what she wants. That, that's true. <laughs> I already hate Aerith as it is, but at least Aerith was already in the original game. Um, but yeah, Tifa's great. She's wonderful. I forgot how red her eyes actually are. Um, now that it's uh, like, like now that it's the remake, now it's, now like, it's very pretty. You're like, holy shit! Like your eyes are red. Like, um, but yeah, and her seeing how Cloud reacts with her. It gives a little bit more character to Cloud, um, which he's always had. But it's good to know that post-Advent Children Cloud has a little bit too. Um, this is the best emo version of Cloud. I'll say that. Um, but yeah, again, it it could have been another game. It really could have. Um, finally, on things I've been up to. I've been playing Fire Brigade. What? Reading. Sorry, I went through everything. I've been reading Fire Brigade. The anime made by the creator of Shaman King. I'm fairly far in it at this point. It. My my original complaint of it still stands. My original complaint was how much creative battles can you do with fire? I am still asking that question. And I'm about (laughs) 70 something chapters in. And I am like. This. This is you. You are stretching your ass for this one. Like there's one where he introduces someone who uses ice powers, 
But the so reason mixing it up is it because they are like the anti-fire person? No, he's just using he's bending fire by subtracting the heat through technology and using sound waves because his weapon is a gigantic trombone and it somehow <laughs> makes ice. Like I don't mind the trombone. I actually thought that part was neat. But the bullshit reason that he can use ice magic is like you just created a world and you wrote yourself into a box because the only people that can exist use some form of fire ability. Um, the main character's fine. I hate that stupid grin thing. That shit wore off fast. It's like, okay. Like, I get it. You just like watch drawing people with kind of crazy grins on and you wanted your main character to have it so you have an excuse to do it all the time. It's like, it's dumb. I really, really like the Night Kid. Because he's like the knuckles of the group. Like, he's stupid as shit. But he's, like, crazy strong. And, like, he's really funny. Um, he's funny. The captain's funny. Um, the creator of Shaman King can always create really good characters. Um, I really like their characters. Um, the guy with the glasses, the ballistics guy, he's funny. At first, I thought I would hate him because... Well, no. I liked him first. Then they showed me his power. And I was like, he has a gun. And, like... Really? Sorry, he's got a gun. He has a gun. But the thing is that he alternates the firepower of the bullets to do different things. And there's one point where he takes like a shotgun and he turns it basically into a cannon, which is pretty cool because he's increasing the velocity. He's pretty badass. Um, Maki, I think is her name, is great. She's the like physically powerful girl. Yes, the Karen. one yeah. that's like a former like military. Or something yeah, like and so is the other guy. Um, the other guy is her superior, though, on the guns. And yeah, she's a former military person, and she um, they call her the witch because she can manipulate fire really well. But she's also physically like a beast. So like um, when she's fighting, it's pretty cool. I hate hate the cat girl character. Not as a character. She's fine as a character. Her only contribution is sex appeal. She apparently has this thing called the Lucky Lewd Curse. So every time a guy, and it's primarily a guy, is in the vicinity of her, she somehow trips and falls in such a way where something sexual happens or her clothes comes off. Every single time. Um, And it's always ridiculous and she has not shown any physical capabilities that put her on the same level as the guys like it's ridiculous maki they mock maki sometimes and it's like oh you're a woman you'll never be strong and then she beats the tar out of people like you know something happens even the character who they created as the sundere character early on who is not a great of a fighter because she was defeated as the first boss, of course, so she can't be considered cool. Um, she's really smart and she like has her own of way of fighting. But this character is horrible. Um, I hate, hate it, hate it. Um, everything else so far is fine. It's run of the mill shonen, but it's distracting enough. Um, does its job in that regard. Yeah, I still have a lot of issues with it, and I still stick to, man, you're, like, stretching this fire abilities thin. Because <laughs> um, no one does anything, rel- like, fire-related anymore, and the kid's whole thing like, is that... It seems kind of like fire. And I think he wrapped himself in a corner with the kids, because it's like, you shoot fire from your feet. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> like... 
I made you cannonball. They fire from his eyeballs. But no, but no, it's just his feet. Just his feet. He, he's he made, except his power is not as versatile. So he made, he basically made Natsu in Cannonball and fused them together. Like, he made Natsu from Fairy Tale and Cannonball from the X Men comics and then didn't know what to do. And he's not versatile at all. Um, but yeah, but anyway, that's what I've been up to. Um, longer patch notes. I had a lot to talk about this week. Um, let's jump into our key item. item of the podcast is what we the topic of it what's happening in the episode proper in today's key item we're finally here we're talking about the game of the lion in the perfect month because the eighth is regarded in western cultures to have the leo as its symbol let's talk about Final Fantasy VIII and the kids that whine too much. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw it over to Dustin, one, because I've been talking, but also um, Final Fantasy VIII is kind of his baby in a way. I've played a lot about it, but way, um, yeah. why don't you lead us off with the introductions and stuff and what you want to go into? Um, yeah, so Final Fantasy VIII is the um, second PlayStation Final Fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. The, the mainline series is the second not, one. Not being, a, not being a re-release or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the first one to have, like, detailed, like, fully developed models on the world map, like when you're traveling around, mm-hmm. instead of just in battles, mm-hmm. because the graphical power is to increase by that point. Mm-hmm. And their ability to use the software had increased by that point. Um, it's a weird game. It is. <laughs> like, it is. It's a really weird game. Um, in this era of Final Fantasies, I think they were really going, hmm, how can we innovate with our 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 um, systems? That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. How can we do some unique things with our system? And it's definitely unique. Yes. Um, whether it's good or not is debatable. It's it very unique, unique in the combat area, and also, and to give you guys a premise of the game proper, it takes place in a military style school. Yes, um, it starts off in a military style school where um, they're le- they're training to be like mercenaries, basically. Essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you start off with like ranks, and mm-hmm. you can raise your rank by doing some quests and things. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, and I was going to just say, like, then you recruit all your friends. You're all part of the same school. Your teacher joins with you, Quistus, um, later on down the line. And you go on missions. Like, most of your main quests are mission-based. So you have a set, like, some of them are timed. And you have certain objectives to meet. um, Which is a little bit similar to Final Fantasy seven in a way when you went to the um mako reactors mm-hmm. but um it is much more in a sense of this is kind of like 
your whole job. And it's definitely um, taking more of that futuristic sci-fi setting when it comes to Final Fantasy than the mm-hmm. previous ones. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, um, but it's still got that weird sort of clash between, like, some areas are really high-tech, mm-hmm. some are not, and some are, like, almost medieval in their nature. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. sort of weird. Yeah. Very Final yeah. Fantasy. Very much, very much. Um, and kind of going into the combat system, like, combat-wise, Final Fantasy VIII is both really cool and also really weird. And I'll yeah. bring up the part that I think is the core of it and it is the drawing system. Yes, that's the core of it. Mm-hmm. And the drawing system in the game is essentially, for those of you who don't know, is that magic is not obtained through any form of sorcery practice or leveling up or buying it at a shop. Rather, you literally, every battle almost, have to draw magic from your enemies mm-hmm. in order to use the magics that they have. But it gets way deeper. So um, everyone is like a blue mage? Yes. Sort of. There's also draw points that show up randomly on certain maps. Yes. So like as you're walking around like a dungeon, there'll be like a draw point. It looks a little bit like a save point, and you walk up to it, and you can draw whatever. It's a very particular, like, specific type of magic for that point in a specific number, and it replenishes itself on, like, a timer of some sort. Yes. I'm not sure if it's a step timer or an actual, like, game, like, okay, you, it was been, it's been 30 minutes of game playing, so it's back. You know Knowing I mean? Final Fantasy, it's probably a step timer. They um, do love their step timers. They yes. really, really do. And the thing is about Final Fantasy VIII's draw system is that it... The, the resources that you have are finite. You can always draw more, but when you have them, they're finite. And what makes this system so creative, but also so painstakingly bad at the same time, yes. is that the magic is not just used as the original form of magic it is. It can be placed onto your stats as a form of equipment yes. to enhance what? your person. Yes. So, so the other half of the yes. draw system is Good. the junction system. Yes. Which is what James is referring to there, where you take mm-hmm. um, the the summons in this game are actually the most important I think they've ever been. Yes, um, I think in all of them, yeah, it's the most like important. they were important story wise in ten, and they were important story wise in six. But in this game, not only are, ironically they're not as important as story wise. Yes, actually. no, they're just like, but they're creatures. critical to the what makes the seeds, which are the the name of the. Um, the mercenary people um what makes them unique is being able to junction which is like you equip guardian forces is what they're called gfs in this game to a character and it gives you options to certain abilities that may be unique to that particular gf um sometimes it's certain things like magic attack up or by like 20 percent or something like that and sometimes it's things like certain ability commands a lot of one a lot of which are kind of like returning from other games like mm-hmm. i think some of the really odd ones um from uh, previous games are back mug is one where you like hit something and like steal from it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah a lot of the old class skills are are fit into certain guardian Junction, forces com- like in the guardian for yeah the guardian forces and so like I will say this. The Guardian Forces, to me, are some of the better looking in the series in this one. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of my favorites are from this one. And I do like the implement- 
implications of how they like are are utilized in the game but i it just it adds so much it's a lot it feels like it feels like one of those rpgs where like the rules are really really complicated right right and learning the way to effectively do something um can be tedious um, also, the game actually does not encourage you to fight because the game yes. levels up with your level. Mm-hmm. Um, so the more you fight, the stronger the enemies get. So if and you, you'll they'll always be on your level, right? Mind, but um, because nine, I would say like ninety percent of the attacks in the game cap at 999 damage the more right. hp something has the more of a slog it becomes to kill it yes um, yes um and i will say this though um the limit breaks in my opinion are better yes in eight than they were in seven and they have a, a much more impactful feel of control um some of them get a little ridiculous like the um angelo cannon Yes, um, like when Renata will launches her dog, like launches them all. Um, and yeah, it's a really, really weird game in so many aspects. Not just the combat. Like we talk about the combat a lot here, but just character wise, I was just thinking about this. Renoa is like they combine Aerith and Tifa into one character. They really did because she's got the like good sense of humor, like Aerith in some ways. That she's kind of like the funny, like kind of jokey character, but she's mm-hmm. also like more supportive, like. Tifa, Tifa and, like, and also sort of the action girl too. Yep, yep. She's kind of like the action girl. Even her outfit, she has like the kind of short tights with the mm-hmm. like the I don't know what kind of jacket that is, but yeah, like, it's sort of a weird like hoodie thing. It's like also a dress. It's kind of odd. And she has like a, a a shield that's also like a ricocheting projectile crossbow thing. Crossbow yeah, thingy. it's like. It's, it's really, like a crossbow that shoots a, a chakram like she's Xena or something. <laughs> yes. And there's um there's what is it? What is his name? Um Which one? Zell. Zell Zell who's the punch guy who has a lot of Tifa's limit breaks, actually. Right, a lot of Tifa's limit breaks. I think they combined Zell with um Sabin. Sabin, there you go. Yeah, um, Tifa plus Sabin is the is, the is the literally. Um, and then there's also, also obsessed with with flavored bread in the Japanese version and hot dogs. And like, yeah, he is obsessed with hot dogs in there in the English. It's so weird. Um, and then there's selfie. Um, got her nunchucks way before selfie was a thing. Um, and like yeah, she she has the gigantic nunchucks um, that are like basically pole arms on us. Yeah, it's like a three. Fr- it's actually like a three prong staff. Yeah, it's really more like a three prong staff. Um, like three section staff. That's what I yeah. mean. Yeah, that's the word. Um, and then there's Irvin or Arvine, yeah. who is the like cowboy, the, the sharp cowboy shooter. sharpshooter, but he's actually really nice and sensitive. Yeah, um, and he's very he gets very nervous. Um, and, and then there's Quistus, who's Quistus, the yeah. whip wielding teacher we alluded to earlier. Yes, like um, who's also the blue mage? That's her limit break. She's the blue mage. Yes, that's, that's, that's like what's what's her limit break? Blue magic. No, uh-huh. she's like very. She has a lot of insecurities too. Yeah, like out of she's all supposed the to be like the genius who's like a teacher at a young age, but uh-huh. 
she's also got a lot of like hang-ups on certain things and yeah unsure about herself and we didn't talk about the main character squall who over time i have learned to appreciate a little bit more mm-hmm. not by leaps and bounds mind you but like i appreciate him a lot more because his personality is even more emo than clouds was but he also got a more emo gun yes and he's also like a teenager who suffers like PTSD almost. PTSD, but also he doesn't want the responsibilities that are being thrown on him. Yes. I remember distinctively when you start operating the ship, there's a point where he says, I don't want to be the leader. I don't want to be doing this. Yes. Um, and it's actually, looking back at it, I think, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'll, I was just going to say, I think this game would have spoken to me way more if I was older when I played it. Yes. Um, I was much younger and it just didn't fit with me like i was like why are you angry you have these cool abilities you have this cool weapon you like have this girl that's pretty cute that likes you like your teacher likes you and at that time my brain was really confused about is that okay like i remember as a kid <laughs> like right right as a kid i was like you know in the reality sense if she wasn't his teacher, it would be perfectly yeah, fine. Yeah, because they're like because they're the, roughly the same age. Quistus is like only a year or two older than um, the rest of the characters, but it's that form of power like that Quistus has by the nature of being the teacher and that making it a very poor professional setting. Um, and so, but yeah, it's all these things where Cla- like I was going to say, Cloud Squall is like I don't hate him. Yeah. But as a character, it's very strange, you know. But were you? Yeah, um, yeah. It's sort of interesting looking back at it that he's got he's very competent, and I think he kind of knows that. But at the same time, just because he's competent doesn't mean he should be like in charge of everything, which is what they're trying to basically do to it. Right, and it feels like they're forcing it upon him when he and he kind of grows into it over mm-hmm. time. But mm-hmm. it's a slow process because very for a long time he's like, I really don't want to do this. Like, yes. why are you guys making me call the shots? Like, I really don't like people very much. It's basically like putting the introvert in charge. Yeah, it is. It's literally, he's an introvert. And this was way before I knew, like, what an introvert was and stuff like that. But he is. He's very much an introvert. And they put him in charge of all these things. And they put um, a lot of responsibility on him. At one point, I think he basically just says, like, this is too much. Like, yes. I cannot, I do not want to make these decisions that may lead to people losing their lives. Yes. And the thing is, if they didn't make everything so kind of CW high school drama-esque, yes. it would come out better as mm-hmm. an overall game. This game, this is the game that needs, like, an actual, like, I, good remake. This <laughs> is the game that deserved the remake they gave Seven. Like, Again, I keep I will hammer this home. People have been singing Final Fantasy VII's praises for years. Clearly, there's nothing, there was no need to remake the game. Like there wasn't a need. There may have been a strong want, but there was no need for it. Final Fantasy VIII, of all the Final Fantasies out there, it needs to be redone. It's it the most like mixed responses. Out it's of all the of one that goes best with this whole action, change up the story mm-hmm. bullshit, and it already has the ridiculous drama, like yep. already into it. Um, 
And also, okay, and here's another reason why I think it needs to be redone. Because it has the perfect DLC in the characters. I know Dustin likes these characters. They get on my nerves. The temporary <laughs> characters that, like, that basically happen in Squall's dreams. Yeah, and that's a weird thing, too. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. I was I was actually giving it up for you. Yeah, so there's a weird thing that really I think the plot of this game kind of suffers from in that there's some timey wimey like time travel like there's yes. well, I don't know how to describe no, it. No, I know on. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um where like there's the characters that you're introduced to through like basically the party I think conks out like I don't remember mm-hmm. if they're knocked out or if they, like, fall asleep on Like, the some train. gas on the train actually comes yeah. out and they all pass out. And instead of and instead of being like, well, what happens next? It comes back to them a little bit later after you do this little segment with this dude, um, Laguna, who is mm-hmm. a soldier in the opposing army. Yeah. And just sort of a grunt. He's not, like, an elite or anything. He's just a dude. Yeah. He wants, like, actually doesn't even want to do that. He wants to be like a rider. Yes, like, yes. His whole thing is the pin, spiders and the sword and everything like that. And, like, and he's got his two buddies and they're all just soldiers. And you play a little section with them and it's sort of like, what does this have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, there's there's another sequence with them. Um, and there's several of these. And there's an ongoing story with them too. But then it kind of loops around and you're like, oh, so like, apparently they're in the past and there's some weird thing going on with Junction where like you're sharing your stats with them to help mm-hmm. them like succeed yeah. because they're critical to the plot because yes. Laguna is implied to be Squall's dad. Um, yes. Actually. And, um, you can and tell there's also... The, the, sorry, what? Oh, I was just going to say just kind of like a lot about him kind of feeds off that. Yeah, and then there's also some weirdness with, like, a character you meet in the present who was, like, raised by Laguna in the past and some weird stuff. This mm-hmm. is a very odd plot. I mean, it gets even weirder after, like, the third disc. Yes, yes. Where it's like, and actually, everybody is being influenced by a sorceress far in the future who's trying to ruin the past to ensure her creation. Yep, yep. It is... It's and then the weird. sorceress... <sighs> It's very strange, um, and if you want a weird, I feel like ride, somebody watched Dragon Ball Z and we're like time travel. Yes, Trunks is cool. Time travel is cool. How can we put time travel? In yes, Fantasy? it's so strange. I really feel, and it's really hard. The more I think about Final Fantasy VIII, the more I think about all its fucking flaws. But then at the same time, I'm like, they really wanted to do something here. Like, yeah. they really wanted to do something. I don't know what the fuck don't know what it was, but do. it was something. But they wanted to do it. And I don't know what they could have done better um, initially. I think, really, it lies down. And actually, I think the biggest issue with it is the same thing I have when I'm reading Fire, like, Fire Brigade is cohesion nothing's sticking together nothing is just connecting fully you got these cool ideas and these cool characters and these cool concepts but you aren't bringing anything together and i feel final fantasy 8's biggest issue is that you got so much creativity and ideas going into this but you haven't thought about how they work together yeah are you haven't thought about how to make it they they're too concerned about the mystery Yes. As opposed and to the story. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think made some of the other Final Fantasies really good 
was some of the stuff done with like character and one of the big flaws to me in eight is that the uniqueness of the characters is kind of taken away from by the fact that um, there's a memory loss plot involving yes. guardian forces and they're all actually connected to the same orphanage and it's kind of like did we really need that i right. thought it was more interesting when it was a bunch of kids that were taken in by this um this mercenary right school. the school right they all just kind of met up and they kind yeah. of bound together it's kind of like, of like oh wait they actually all know each other they just forgot yeah. because of memory loss and it's kind of how final fantasy is over time most of the games have always been kind of like um you like meeting random people and getting to know mm-hmm. them and yeah. connect and their own them. motivations and things like that. And you get some of that. I don't want to dismiss that the characters don't have their own little um, plots going mm-hmm. on to some degree, but it feels like at times that, um, I don't know. It feels like that almost makes it more obvious when they just decide to like abandon certain characters for the sake of focusing on others. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's a lot of like love put into this game because there's like your characters have like all the enemies like if I recall don't they all have death animations? Like I think yes, all this is the first game where all the enemies yeah. have death animations. Yeah, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like you see the little things um, in there, you see the the thought process and and like what you're saying, and it's like you are you're adding so much you're subtracting from it Mm -hmm. and i think that's what lies in like defeat quote unquote of final fantasy 8 it still did well a lot of people do like one of the top sellers actually yeah but it is the black sheep of the final Mm -hmm. fantasies yeah i know more people that like hate hate than I know any people that hate any other Final Fantasy. I think the only other one that can be contingent with it is... 13? No. 12. uh, People have mixed feelings about 12 as well. No, here's the funny thing about 13. Actually, yeah, you're right, Arnold. 13 is even more in my line because 13 is... Really? I would say 13 is... I agree. (laughs) Personally, I hate it, but I've, I've been on Final Fantasy 14 on their servers and been talking to people, and they're like, 13 is so good. People underestimate how okay. cool like Maybe some is. people really love 13. So, like, I, I agree I with y'all. I guess people like Final Fantasy, the movie. I think I think people just like that they made Lady Cloud. Yeah. She's literally called Lightning. Like, I think that's what it is. I think people are literally like, well, Lightning is cool, so I like this game. Like, literally, she came out of a cloud. This this uh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII uh sold out within like the first um month of its uh. Oh, that's because Final Fantasy VIII came out right after Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, that's the that's the the reason that I think a lot of people hate it was because Final Fantasy VII was ha- held as the best game ever. So then Final Fantasy VIII, which you know is not the worst game ever. Um, did a lot of things differently and some of it was wrong, they immediately like hated it probably. I think I think the hate for Final Fantasy VIII comes after the first year it came out. I think people were riding that high of seven. You know? Um, yeah, and there was some good and bad. It got a lot of it got some praise on some things. It was yeah. very graphically good. Mm-hmm. Um, the junction system got a lot of flag because it was too complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I agree with the, the criticism that the, the storyline is inconsistent mm-hmm. in quality. That some parts are really good and some parts are really not good. It's very inconsistent. It's very It's not very like, you know, it's all like consistently mediocre or consistently great. It's mm-hmm. instead, it's like one part's good. One you, part's just terrible. <laughs> you gotta really search for it. I recommend watching a speed run of it. I've seen the speed run of it, and it's actually pretty good. I kind of want to stream it at some point just to goof around with the junction system and that see how much we can break be, the game. Yeah, like I would not <laughs> oppose you throwing that up there on our we, stream. We like, may be, not play, even though it's a really nice looking remaster. If I was to stream it, I might play the older Steam port just because it lets me do some stupid things to make junction more. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, We'll, we'll throw it up based off of if you guys want to see a quality playthrough or you want to see something goofed off with. Basically, yeah, that's a good way basically. To it. if you want to just watch it and, and see the, like a good like regular playthrough, probably the remaster would be better. If you want to see the one where it's like, let's see how badly we can break the junction system. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do the, yeah. It's, a, it's a funky game. It's a funky game. And like it's I never know where to put my finger on the pulse of it, if I'm honest. Um... It again. I think they tried something. I think they, they failed. I think they somewhat. succeeded on some things yeah. and failed on some. Yeah, but they yeah they definitely tried in a lot of things, and it's a very divisive one. I definitely recommend before we do it or anything, check out a speed run. You will be surprised. Like you could probably get a little bit more into it when you're not having to deal with it um, and whatnot. But it is an interesting game out of all the Final Fantasies. Um, but I think we'll end that with that episode today for our Key Items podcast. Next month is the best Final Fantasy game. I'm basically <laughs> going to be just not saying anything negative about it. I'm just kidding. I have, I have some things I can say about this game, but there's not many on my personal area. We're doing Final Fantasy IX. It's great, period. End of story. Um, but um, other than that, um, yeah, check out our Twitch um, at twitch.tv slash key items podcast. Um, we have a Facebook now. I got to get a couple of those things situated around that. Let you guys know once I get it started. Haven't actually had time to get around to looking at it. Got to make some time to look at right that. Um, but yeah, check us out um, on Spotify and iTunes. Um, also on Amazon Prime. You can check us out on all those podcast areas. Um, like, add, follow, subscribe. Also, we have our Patreon. If you feel so inclined, it would be great. Check us out on our Twitter, which is under Key Adams Podcast as well. Uh, anything else? Um, I was going to have a guest on this week, but they have been dodging me. I'm calling them out. They listen to this podcast. I won't call them out by name or anything like that. But... Jump on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I've been inviting them for quite a hot minute. They just won't. They won't jump on. Um, so I'm telling them, calling them out. Give me, um, give me an idea of what you would like to talk about and jump onto the podcast. I think they will be very good and enjoy it for a little bit as a guest. Um, but other than that, you guys got anything you wanted to say to the folks before we cast off? Um, I can't really think of much to say. Honestly. How about you, Arnold? Anything? Uh, I don't think they'll ever gonna remake this game because they, they remastered it first. Well, they remastered seven. 
Yeah, they did. But I don't think they're not gonna on run. this level. I don't think. I don't think they have a rush to do it. I don't think the opportunity. I don't think they're gonna remake um, eight because they know they had guaranteed money with seven. Seven was guaranteed cash flow. I don't know if they think that'll happen with eight. Even though, if you think about it, it is the one that has the most holes and issues and probably lends itself best to being an action game Mm -hmm. than any of the other ones. Um, Who knows? I don't don't know. Um, They're doing an anime for nine, which doesn't need it. So, you know, who knows what could happen with eight. They seem to just really just forget eight. I don't know. I think they do. They literally do because at one point the reason why they had to make a remaster is they misplaced the the source discs. They yeah. They generally (laughs) seem to forget about eight, and it really is a shame. Um, it it has problems, but it's not the worst game in the world. It's still weird to me that they were literally like, "Hey guys, we haven't re-released it yet because we literally lost those." But wait, we remember everything for Cloud. Like it's we can just tell you how many hairs are on Cloud's head in his model. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But well, anyway, folks, thanks again for listening to another episode. Um, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your day. Please stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask if you go out. Um, and tell people to get vaccinated. Yes. I'm sorry. Was that too political for you? Fine, I'll make it too scientific for you. Get vaccinated! Funny how those two things work out with this situation. Anyway, uh, (laughs) bye everybody. Have a good one. Yeah. Thank you for playing.